184 of the two guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Hey, Steve. It's GalaxyCon week. GalaxyCon. We'll give you all the information at the end of the show, when, where, what we're doing, that kind of stuff. But before we get to that, thank you to Deep Nightingale for the theme song this week. Deep Nightingale. Thank you. It's a great name. She had sent that a few weeks back. I don't know if we ever played it or not, but uh, we'll play it Uh, now. It's a good name. Deep night and kill. Uh, a few things to get out of the way. Uh, that is already done. Uh, we do like to see what was going on in the world. I'm all over the place. 30 years ago, but <laughs> TGIFcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's where you follow us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And then if you need to email us, just like uh, Deep Nightingale did, TGIFcast at gmail.com. That's the email address. That is the email address. All right, so we're watching new episodes. We've got uh, the two brand new shows that we're in episode four of for Getting By and Where I Live, Step by Steps in a Rerun, and a brand new episode of Family Matters. Uh, We'll get into all of those. We do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago. Now, these episodes would have aired when? These would have aired Friday, March 26th, 1993. And I just got one story. Uh, March the 22nd, 1993, was the uh, day that Andre the Giant was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame. Was It It was still WWF back then, right? WWF. Um, this is the first ever. Uh, no ceremony or anything like that, but uh, he was the first ever to go in. I know that they have the uh, like life-size Andre the Giant bronze statue at the headquarters in, in Connecticut. So he got that at least out of it. I, mean, I think it's only like him and... And Bruno San Martino are the only two statues that they have. Yeah, you can. Uh, I think you can peek into the lobby from the parking lot and see them too. Yeah, I don't think they appreciate it, but you can. They're not, always, the they're not always open. On the weekends, it's probably your best bet. I feel like you could just walk in on the weekdays and say, like, I'm here to see Vince. Let me see that dinosaur <laughs> statue he's got hanging I want to see the T-Rex skull. Yeah, give me that T-Rex. And then the and they're going to be like, he doesn't work here anymore. And you're going to be like, oh, you're lying. He still has an office. I know. And it. then they call, like, Dolph Ziggler up from the basement and say, hey, you got to kick another one of these guys out of here because <laughs> that's Dolph's side job. Is just <laughs> That's security. what he actually gets paid to do? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um. All right. So that's all I got for stories this week. What about uh, movies and music? What was number one? Yeah, so I think it was last week was the first week, but uh, Snow, Informer, number one song. It's it's actually number one for a few weeks, so we're not going to see a change Aniki there. Boom, boom, down. Like whatever, something like that. that I can't understand. I don't know Canadian. Um, He's Canadian? Isn't he? I don't know. I mean, that makes sense, I'm pretty sure, I guess. I'm pretty sure Snow is Canadian. He looks Canadian. Now you got me at questioning it, but whatever. Um, so that's the song. Movie, all new movie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time, not the best representation of that trilogy. Not probably, your favorite well, of the three? Probably. It is definitely the weakest of the three. Is there more and than I, three? There's like three in the original, but then they've made And the original, ones, right? and then like later they make more that are not related, you know, in the night, late, not, not even the 90s, in like the 2000s. But uh, I watch, I've watched it a number of times. It never gets better. It's hard to justify, but I mean, I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're just a lot better when they're in New York and not in feudal Japan. Yeah, that makes sense. And snow is Canadian. Any birthdays this week? And for wait, yeah, so is Canadian. Yes, two birthdays. Thanks for keeping me on track. Uh, Monday the twentieth was Leaf Tilden. Leaf is one of the bodies of or one of the one of the people that puts uh, that brings Robbie to life from dinosaurs. It's like his left arm or something. Something like that. Ironically, he's also Donatello in the first two Teenage Mutant Ninja huh. Turtle movies. So he skipped out on the third one. He saw it coming. He's like, I'll pass. 
so he wasn't in that one. Um, Wednesday, the 22nd, Kelly Shanjay Williams, of course, Laura Winslow. Happy uh, birthday. Happy Ethan birthday. Kelly. Is it in former Canadian? Did you find it out? I did. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, he is, in fact, Canadian. Okay. All right. So, Snow is Canadian. The song's in former. Snow's Canadian. Yeah, that's his name. So that's his name. His name yeah, is yeah. I got him completely mixed up. Darren Keith O'Brien. All right, so let's get into it. We got three episodes to do. Uh, eight o'clock slot, a brand new episode of Family Matters. It's a season four, episode 21, Walk on the Wild Side. And it starts off, we've got Laura. She's leaving for a vacation to Minnesota. And this she's excited because this is the first ever vacation that she's going without the parents yeah she's going to the midwest cheerleading championships in bemidji minnesota i looked that up bemidji is a real place is there anything to do in bemidji uh they are so their claim to fame is that they are the birthplace of uh paul bunyan paul bunyan a real person no so hey look man that's what they got i'm just i'm just telling you what the what what the internet told me all right. Well, she's getting ready to go. She's hung up her like uh, wardrobe bag on the coat hook, and she's got a couple other suitcases she's taking. And then Richie runs downstairs. Laura, you forgot your pom poms. How could she forget her pom poms? But uh, she grabs them from Richie. Carl uh, makes a comment that uh, he's surprised that Steve hasn't come over for like a grand farewell since she's going to be gone for a few days. Uh, Laura takes those pom poms, opens up her bag, and what do you know? Steve Urkel is hiding inside of her suitcase. You would think that you would know if there's a body in a bag because it's not a hard suitcase. It's, it's not it's a like roller bag or anything bag type like that. Style things. You would think you would know if there's a body in there. Yeah, um, but she didn't. But, Steve takes the pom poms, zips himself back inside. He's going to Minnesota. And that's the last we ever hear of Minnesota. It's never brought up again in this uh, entire episode. Yeah, I wonder if he actually went. Be good. I'd like to know that. I'm guessing not. <laughs> All right. So after the theme song, we come back to uh, Eddie getting home. Carl's got the clippers out. He's trying to give Eddie a haircut. He's trying to save some money. And uh, Harriet's kind of on uh, Eddie's side, though. Like, uh, no, don't cut his hair. You don't need to do that. I'm sure Eddie's got a lot of other things to do, like chores. I know he's got to go, like, uh, clean his room and vacuum the sofa. I don't know what the chores are, but uh, it Watch works. The car, Eddie's think, like, oh, yeah, out. I got to go do more chores. So he runs off to go do his chores. And then, like, uh, there's, like, a pause for a few seconds. And then we go back to Carl, who uh, celebrates because his trick worked. He was never cutting Eddie's hair. He was just trying to get old Eddie to do his chores. Well, Harriet's involved. This is a this was a an entire setup by both parents. So it seemed like it was Carl's idea, and Harriet went along with it, like for the plan. But they both knew what was up going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was no like Harriet wasn't like you know. Oh, I guess this is what they were both knew what was up. Yeah. So then we go uh, to the living room where I mean I don't know. Time's kind of weird on these. They're already getting back from their uh, trip because. Uh, but they're not even coming back from a trip. Like that's the thing about this. Like they do walk in with their with their uniforms. This could have been any time in the future. I guess. This could have right? been any time. Yeah, because there's no bags. There's no mention of the trip. I don't want to say they're getting back from their trip. They are just in their cheerleading uniforms. So uh, it's Maxine, it's Laura, and uh, another girl. I don't know if we've seen her before, have we? I don't know if we've seen her on Family Matters. So her name is Casey. She's played by Venus DeMilo. Uh, we did see Venus recently on Camp Wilder. She was one of um, she was one of Melissa's friends that convinced her to do, to do the Dash and Dine. So obviously oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she just plays characters that are a bad influence. Uh, she, hey, she's I think good at, the at it though, right? <laughs> she is. At the time we mentioned that she is, she's probably best known from Salute Your Shorts. And then 
she does this week pull a very rare, very, very rare thing where she is on two episodes of TGIF in the same week. We will see her in the next episode we talk about for getting by. So they're not talking about cheerleading. They're talking about going out. They're talking about partying. Uh, and Casey's the hookup. She knows how to get fake IDs, and she uh, tells Laura and Maxine that she can get them fake IDs, and then they can go to the male strip club. Seems like you'd want to go to, like, a dance club or a place you can drink that's not super expensive, but I don't know. Whatever. Let the male the strip club it is. They're all excited. Well, kind of excited. Uh, Maxine jumps right in. She's all about paying 50 bucks, handing her picture over to get her uh, ID. But Laura... She's uh, a little nervous. She doesn't think that this is something that she wants to do. She knows it's not the right thing to do, and she doesn't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah, they call uh, Laura a goody two-shoes, and uh, they say that pretty much everyone at school thinks of her like that, too. Like, she never does anything bad. And you know what? This is what Laura needs to push her over the edge and to agree with this plan of Casey's. She's in. We're going to see dudes. Going to see dudes and dongs. Uh, Harriet and Carl are <laughs> in the kitchen, and they're talking about uh, how good of a daughter they have. Laura's always getting good grades. And Harriet's like, I want to uh, give her a reward, and uh, I want to take her shopping and buy her two or three outfits at the mall. And Carl's like, I don't know how we're going to get the money for that. And he pulls out the clippers. I could always just cut your hair. And then like, ha, 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 it's a commercial or something like that. You know, this is another thing that really, they mention it at this part of the episode and it never comes back up again. There's no like, well, we were going to do this for you, but this or like, there's, and this is just another like well, throwaway. No, I don't know if this is a throwaway because this is just setting up like uh, how good they think Laura is and then Laura does something bad. I mean, that's the whole point of this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. But I feel like this could have You want to see them go I, shopping or you want to see? Or like, I want to I hear this come back up and be like, you know, you know, me and your dad we're planning on doing some stuff for you, but you really, you kind of let us down. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if it didn't fit. Some other scenes, sure, throwaways. This one, I feel like, kind of has its place, though. It's like, definitely more relevant, but it, they never mention it again. It just kind of never comes back up. Um. So then we go to another throwaway scene where we've got Eddie and Waldo coming downstairs. Uh, they're right. going out. They're going out to hang out. Uh, I don't know where they're going. Wal they, they don't even. Waldo's Waldo's wearing a uh, car air freshener as his. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Like the green one too. Like the green tree. The, the pine tree. Yep. So um, they're getting ready to go out. Steve shows up at this time too, not to go out. He's in his lab coat. He has uh, invented a light up nose trimmer. He's, which well, he's working on it. Yeah, he's working on a light-up nature, which just seems like something you could buy anyways, like at a gas station or wherever. Yeah, and then Eddie pulls this nice little move where he's like, Waldo, if we get a whole bunch, if we get a couple girls tonight, um, I get first pick and I'm taking the ugly one. And then Waldo's like, why do you always get to take the first pick? And then Eddie says, all right, fine, Waldo, you can have the ugly one. So him and his dad, they're pretty good at these uh, these tricks in this episode. He learns he learns from his dad. Maybe that was the point of the, first, the haircut episode was to show that Eddie is learning from his dad. So then we get Maxine and Laura. Um, they come downstairs. They're ready to go out. They're, They're ready to all go dolled out. up. Uh, yeah. Short little mini dresses on. They've got their makeup done. And Looking good. Steve, uh, as soon as he sees Laura, faints right there into the living room. I mean, he can't handle it. I'm sure there were guys across the country back in 1993 that couldn't handle it. Yep. And then um, Casey shows up. Um She's there to take them to Club Buff, which is what we find out the name of this uh, male strip club is. And uh, Steve freaks out. He doesn't want them to go. He tries to block the uh, door from them leaving, but uh, they they very easily get past him. Yeah, I mean, he puts his like body in the door with his foot out and 
they just heel stomp his foot on the way out the door. And now we're at Club Buff. Club Buff. The place is packed. The women are going crazy. And Laura is super nervous. She does not feel well. They right barely make it in. It sounds like because their fake IDs weren't really helping. Like they, obviously, the guy was like, "I don't know if you're of age," and your fake IDs seem to think well. You're way older when Casey or whoever's making these fake IDs makes Maxine 28 years old on her ID, it's kind <laughs> of uh, a red flag that gets thrown. It's out. a red flag. Yes. Um, so they get their table right in front of the stage and, uh, I guess like the waiter comes over to try to get their drink order. And I think, uh, two of them order an, an orange juice and one gets a diet Coke and, uh, everyone's excited about this, except Laura's still kind of looking nervous. And uh, that's when the first uh, dancer comes out. He's a police officer. They don't realize he's a dancer because he, uh, blows his whistle and says you guys are under arrest and like they're like oh no we're arrested but it's just uh officer bob or whatever his name is getting ready to go dance on stage yeah this was i don't know this was pretty cliche scene that's yep. exactly what happens so he gets up there does his little strip tease um and then they show laura once again just looking like i don't know scared or confused or mixed of emotions yeah she's like, i mean she's just anxious overwhelmed um, we go back home to uh, check on the Winslow house. Uh, Steve comes out of the kitchen with a soda. Carl gets home at this time. He was at Bubba's barbecue. And uh, Steve wonders where uh, the women of the house are. Where's Estelle? Where's Rachel? Where's Harriet? And he says, well, uh, was it Rachel or Estelle that talked him into going? I can't remember. But one of them. I think it was I think it was Rachel. I, th- I think Estelle was trying to play it cool. And Rachel was the one that. That talked him into it. Rachel has talked the ladies into going to uh, Club Buff, which we know that's where Laura and her friends are right now. And Steve spits out his drink when he <laughs> finds out that this is going on. And uh, he knows what's up. But uh, Carl continues to talk about, oh, yeah, I'm okay with them going to a club. I mean, she's got me here when uh, she gets back. So there's nothing to right. be jealous about. And then when Carl turns around to, like, talk to Steve... Steve has already ran out the door. He left the door open. He's going to try to save his woman. He's out the door before Carl can even finish. It's like one of those cartoons where there's just like a cloud of dust in the shape of Steve left and like Steve is gone. Yep. And now we're back at Club Buff. Uh, We've got a Viking on stage. He's dancing. Uh, Viking. Laura still looks like she doesn't want to be there. Um, Her and Maxine go to the bathroom. And at this time, when they go to the bathroom, Estelle, Harriet, and Rachel arrive at Club Buff. Yeah, this is one of those, like, as they're going into the bathroom, the adults, like, come in, kind of crisscrossing paths so they don't see each other. We also find out here, Estelle is a regular at Club Buff. (laughs) They all know her name. She knows everyone's name. And they even have her table that they take them to. The regular table. Yep. So, um... They come in, they get taken to their table. Steve shows up, still in his lab coat. Um, the bouncer immediately kicks him out, tells him, no men are allowed, and you're close enough. And then uh, he's outside. They literally pick him up and throw him out of the club. Uh, some other women come into the club, and as they're coming in, Steve kind of blends in, hides behind them, and sneaks right yeah. by the bouncer to get back in the club. He like gets like, in the middle of the group so they can't see him and like shuffles past the bouncer. So uh, the first person that he runs to in the club is uh, the waiter that was taking care of the ladies. Uh, He is real confused while Steve is there. And uh, Steve kind of plays it off like he's one of the strippers, though. 
Yep. And the guy's like, okay, well, I guess you've got talent, but not the body. So get up on stage or the outfit, but not the body. So get up on stage and let's see what you got. Yep. So Steve goes behind the curtain. Uh, the announcer calls out Steve, the sensuous scientist. And Steve uh, comes out of the curtain and immediately goes into like a personal monologue of why uh, all of the people at this club shouldn't be there. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a moral speech of like, why are you here oogling these men? You could be do something, be doing something better. This lady stands up and yells at him to take his clothes off. That woman, by the way, is the Frau from like all the Austin Power movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, and so then he goes into this kind of like coded, poorly coded message to Laura about like, if you happen to be wearing a golden dress, why would you want to be found here by your aunt, mom, and grandma? Blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, starts kind of like letting her know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. And I mean, like, these are good hints. Normally this would work, but it's like almost. Wait, does Steve know that they're there? He does know that they're. Maybe he, he knows. Does. He knows. Yeah. He sees them. Yeah. Cause he's like saying all these things that obviously Laura knows are talking about her. But at the same time, obviously Harriet, Rachel, and Estelle know that, oh, wait a minute. They're talking. Steve's up there talking about Laura because they See- know who Steve is. Right, like I'm, I was surprised that none of them just kind of like went up on stage, grabbed Steve by the head, and was like, "Where's what's going on? Why? Are, what's what, why are you here? What is up?" So Laura does take the hint. She gets under the table. She starts uh, crawling across the uh, like turtle floor. style. Yeah, using the table as her turtle shell. Gets about halfway across the uh, the floor, and uh, she's blocked because Harriet is standing there. Laura lifts up the uh, tablecloth and Harriet tells her that she's in big trouble. Trouble. We're going home. Going home. We're back at the house. Harriet and Laura are uh, in the kitchen talking. Um, They kind of have a little bit of a connection here because Laura talks about how uh, she was kind of pressured to go by her friends. And Harriet says that she was kind of pressured to go by Rachel. Like she didn't really want to go there at first. So they've got that going on. And then also Laura tells her mom that, uh, she was just tired of being Miss Goody Two-Shoes. Everyone knows her like that at school. She wanted to prove that she had a little bit of a wild and crazy side. And Harriet tells her that uh, she kind of went through the same thing with Rachel when she was a kid. She did. Yeah. And and she goes into this whole story about how she wanted to meet Smokey Robinson. She goes down to where he's staying at this hotel for this big concert with all these other groups. And when he comes out of the hotel, she jumps on him and kisses him and basically attacks him on the on the side of the street. Yeah, and the way she got caught with that one is because she was on the news. Uh, there's literally a news story that said, like, <laughs> wild and crazy fan attacks Smokey Robinson. And that's how her mom found out and grounded her for what she did. Yep. I did like how, how Harriet described it. She's like, when I was your age, I was Miss Perfect, too. Like, calm down, Harriet. Calm down. What? <laughs> I don't know. Call yourself Miss Perfect is always a little. Oh, you know. I gotcha. Um, so into the episode here, uh, Laura is thanking her mom for being the one person who always knows how she feels. Yeah. But yeah, and also we met Harriet also is like, you know, it's, it's hard to always do the right thing. It's hard to be the good person sometimes, but you really got to do it. It's the cool thing to do. And it's going to, you know, it's going to work out for you in the end. Yep. They hug. That's the end of the episode. And then I don't know if this is going to be a new trend, but uh, no credit scene. So uh, hopefully they. Get, I, I, I've been liking the credit scene. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple this week that are like that. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, Step by Step is in reruns. We then go to nine o'clock. This is getting by one of our newer shows. Uh, season one, episode four. A Little Romance is the name of this episode. And it starts off. Uh, Marcus gets home with uh, with a girl. Her name's Brenda. And uh, he's kind of 
telling her that uh, like all these like made up stories about how he's a hero and she's believing. Well, it. one made up story where he saved a bunch of people in a fire. Quick note: Brenda is Venus de Milo, who was in the last episode we just talked about. Family Matters is Casey. So again, the the rare double episode in one week appearance by Venus de Milo. Yeah, and uh, Brenda really likes Marcus a lot. You can tell. She's all over she him. Does. And we find out, too, that she's also do just writing his term papers for him. So yeah, Marcus she's is like, offering... I like doing things for you. Yeah. I, I like doing this. Marcus is offering something up to these ladies, and they're falling for it. And uh, they're about to kiss right there in the house. But bad timing. Darren walks in, stops him. Well, he doesn't stop them. They stop because they see they him. Stop. She stops, I would say, more so. She says bye. She leaves. And... Uh, that leaves Darren and Marcus alone for Darren to ask uh, Marcus, what's going on with this Brenda situation? I thought you were dating her. And he's like, you know what? We got this deal going on. We only date during the week. And then I am free to hunt honeys on the weekend. And this appears to, I mean, this doesn't appear to be, this is like a legit uh, arrangement that they have made. Cause we find out later that like Brenda's totally into it. Like, so they can, they're steady on the weekdays. They're single on the weekends. Darren's like, or uh, Marcus is like, I can, you know, I can, I can go hunting for honeys on the weekends. And, and then there's this kind of comment, the side comment's going to set up the rest of this episode where Darren's like, well, well, Brenda's a honey. And they kind of leave it at that. Yeah. So we get to the theme song. We come back to uh, Kathy and Dolores getting home. Uh, Kathy's just opened up some mail from her ex-husband. Uh, he had left her a couple tickets to go to the food and wine festival, which uh, he wants her to go meet some new people is what he says. I assume that's a nice thought. Yeah, she she doesn't really take it that way. I don't, she kind of she's not ready for this, I guess. She doesn't want right, to go right, find right. anyone else, yes. and uh, she's unsure if she's going to even go. Uh, Julie runs down at this point too to uh, complain that Nikki's been hogging the bathroom. They say you can use the other one, but Marcus is in that one. I so, was going to be real confused about how this house only had one bathroom until they said Marcus was in the other one. I was like, oh, I guess two makes sense. Uh. Nikki comes down at this point, and uh, she was trying to get ready for a date. Um, We find out she's low on time. She only has three hours left to get ready, and she's going on a date tonight with Jason. Uh, I don't know if it's a friend or a boyfriend of hers from a year ago. He went away to college, and uh, he's going to be back in town, and this is the first time in like a year they've seen each other. Yeah, and she describes him like he's like Superman. He's got like Marky Mark's abs, uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's body is part of this, and, and somebody else I can't remember. Sylvester Stallone's like chest okay. or something like got that. It, got yeah. it. Yeah. So she's excited. She's running out on time. Uh, Dolores at this point too tells uh, Kathy once again that they need to go to this wine and cheese festival, and eventually talks her into it by saying it's kind of like payback to your ex-husband. Yeah, yeah. Kathy is not interested, but Dolores gets it's, it's a lot like the last episode where where Laura was not interested in do peer pressure. She she got a fake ID. Yep. So now we've got uh, Dolores and Kathy getting ready to leave for the wine and cheese festival. Uh, Dolores looks great in her like going out outfit, uh, but Kathy comes down. Full like business suit, like pants like suit, suits. yeah, uh, buttoned up all the way to the top. And Dolores is like, "You cannot go out in that. <laughs> We're going to meet some dudes. That is not going to work." Doorbell rings. Julie's got a date. She's ten years old, but she's going out with some dude named uh, Bowling Blake. They're Blake. going bowling. Yeah, Blake. Hey, we've seen Blake. Blake is uh, Adam Hendershot is the actor. He played Richie Johnson in the Perfect Strangers episode, Wild Turkey. The one where they had the turkeys and ate the ring and they had to go to that family 
to get the oh, ring yeah, back. Oh yeah, it was like Thanksgiving was, special or something. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the kids that the that was part of the 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 Johnson family. Okay. Oh, when they all show up at the end, like yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, because again, they have to go to the, that other house to like try to dig through the turkey to get the ring. That's right. Um. Yeah. All right. So Julie's going bowling with Blake. Uh, Kathy agrees that she'll change her outfit, but now Dolores is like, oh, we don't have time to change now. So I think she's like unbuttoned a button or something. They go off, they leave to go to the festival. Darren comes back in at this point. He's going to play some, uh, some Nintendo golf, which he's pretty excited for. And he's been trying to play for a while and he keeps like getting interrupted. And so finally he's settling in to do this. Yep. Nikki comes downstairs to, uh, get Darren's comments on how she looks for this date. He's barely paying attention as he's more, uh, Looking at his Nintendo at this point, he's like, oh, yeah, you look fine. Then the doorbell rings. It's Nikki's date. And uh, I don't know. He doesn't look exactly like Marky Mark Sylvester <laughs> Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger to me. He's put on some weight. And she recognizes, she sees that immediately and is kind of, I don't know. She's not very kind about it. She's she's just kind of very like. Yeah. I, I mean, don't want to say grossed out. That's not, I don't know if grossed out is the right word, but just like. Taken aback, surprised. Yeah, and she was planning on taking him out to this club to meet her friends up, and she is almost feels like she would get embarrassed if she took him, so she decides, let's just stay here and talk. We'll yeah. go to the kitchen, which she also realizes might not be the best idea because uh, food, it's, Jason. Yeah, food. Yeah. Um, doorbell again, I think? Doorbell again. Doorbell again. It's Brenda, you know, the girl from the beginning that Brenda. Marcus was uh, hanging out with. And it's the weekend, so she's not there to see Marcus. She's there to see Darren. And she makes it very clear that that is her intent. Yep. They sit on the couch. She's uh, super flirty, hitting on him and everything. Um, starts asking him questions about like all that music that he has that Marcus uh, had talked about. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have that. It's all up in my room, though. And she's like, great, let's go to your room. And he and he's not as he, he's not as quick to catch on, but eventually she gets him there. And yeah, like you said, yeah, and he's pretty happy, but also a little nervous to go up there. But he's he's down to go up to the room with uh with yep. what's her name Brenda. Brenda. So uh, now we go over to that uh, festival that Dolores and Kathy went to. Kathy's looking nervous. Dolores is um. Dolores, or no, Kathy won't like won't leave Dolores alone. Like they're joined at the hip and Dolores is not having that. Yeah. Dolores is trying to encourage her to go try to talk to some guys. Um, but Kathy just kind of awkwardly nervously like walks around, not really talking to anyone. Eventually she sits down at a table and, uh, this man comes to ask her if she can, uh, if she's all alone and she's like, well, yeah, I am. He's like, Oh great. I'm just came over here to uh, take this chair. <laughs> well, she goes and gives him this huge spiel about how like, I'm not, it's not right for me. It's not my time. Like, we get together, we're just going to hurt each other. And he's like, I just want a chair. And she's like, oh. This is, by the way, after trying to, after another guy tries to talk to her and she just pretends like she only speaks Spanish. Yeah, so after that guy leaves, she sits back down, uh, starts drinking. I think one of the uh, like waiters just starts like uh, giving her whatever she wants. Like, here's another one, take another one kind of deal. Yep. Uh, back in the house now, we've got uh, Nikki with, uh, with Jason. They're in the kitchen, they're talking. And... Uh, He's kind of, I don't know, he's playing this thing kind of cool, I guess. He's not hiding anything, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I went to college. Uh, I didn't really fit in, so I just found myself sitting in the cafeteria a lot and eating, and that's why I gained all this weight. Yeah, yeah, he talked, you know, talks about how it was just tough for him. Went to the cafeteria, never left, and he's, he's, he's a, he shouldn't have to be a good sport about it, but he's making jokes. He's cracking jokes at his own expense. 
So yeah, um, so he tells her he knows he needs to lose some weight, uh, and he's on a diet. Plays cracks a joke here. I'm on the seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. And uh, but yeah, she's like she's liking the uh, the company. It seems like yes. Uh, back to the food and wine festival. Dolores is um, looking around, and she's just kind of talking to herself like that guy's not attractive. That guy's a loser. That guy's a loser. And then. This uh, other man comes by, uh, attractive black man. Uh, she gets her attention, and uh, she's kind of into it. Yeah. I mean, he tells her he's a, a partner at a law firm. He has got his own jet that he likes to fly, which is weird to me. I feel like if you can afford a jet, you have somebody else fly you in the jet. But whatever. He has a jet he likes to fly. Yeah. And then um, we see Kathy, who is just... Uh, Drunk, drunk, and just dancing with like the waiter that was giving her wine earlier, and uh, she's just kind of looking a little like kind of making a fool out of herself, and uh, a little bit. I think Dolores notices her and then uh, goes over to try to talk to her, right? Right, right, right. And she's like, "All right, you've had enough. We got to go home. Let me go get her stuff." So she goes off to go get the coats. And while she's gone, Kathy starts uh, singing with the piano, man. Like, the piano guy is playing a song. She's jumping in. She's singing, like, loud in front of everyone. Ends up, like, sitting on the piano bench with them. And eventually climbing on top of the piano, which is how Dolores finds her once she comes back in. And once she falls off the piano. Yeah. She falls off the piano um, and... Kathy, I think that's kind of like the falling off that's part kind is kind of, of the end we, of that scene. Yeah, we, yeah. Right, we kind of know that now Dolores is going to be taking her home. Alright, so now we're back to uh, Nikki and she's talking to Jason once again and uh, they're just kind of connecting here at this point, like talking about how uh, sometimes they have uh, a hard time fitting in and they both kind of have this in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, And, and they're, she's starting to kind of see that he is still a good person and means well i mean of course it means well but like that he's a good person and that 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 looks on everything yeah and then at this point too is where she kind of has the change where she's like hey jason would you like to go with me to this club to hang out meet with my friends and he's like yeah i'd love to and uh she apologizes uh to him for like i don't know just being shallow yeah for being shallow sure and uh calls him a really cool guy so that's what's going on with them. I don't know if we'll see Jason anymore, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. So next scene is uh, Darren and Brenda looking at records in uh, Darren's room, and uh, I don't I haven't know. even put any music on. They're just they're just looking at the records. No music on. Just flipping through. Marcus gets home. Darren hears him. Gets Brenda to hide in the closet, which of course she doesn't want to do. Uh, as soon as Marcus gets up in the room, she pops back out of the closet, and uh, Marcus gets mad that uh, Brenda's even there in the first place. But this was part of the deal, right? Yeah, I mean, and they say that, like, that's the weekend. I can date who I want. And Marcus is like, I don't think I like that arrangement anymore. Yeah, and uh, she tells uh, Marcus that she actually likes Darren because Darren uh, treats her with respect. And uh, she ends up leaving at this point and telling Darren to uh, to call her. And uh, then the two boys uh, wrestle each other in the bed. <laughs> Yeah, they start they start fighting on the bed. That's it. That's where the episode ends off. We do get a credit scene in this one, though, with uh, Dolores and Kathy getting back home, talking about their uh, night at the uh, Food and Wine Festival. Kathy apologizes for the way she acts, and uh, Dolores says, uh, you know, don't worry about it. Just keep trying with this whole guy thing. Eventually, it'll work out. And as they're talking, uh, Marcus and Darren continue to, like, fight and wrestle 
into the kitchen, back up the stairs, knocking something over on the way up as they go up the stairs. And uh, Kathy's like, I really just want to forget this night. And then Dolores starts singing that song that Kathy was singing. <laughs> From uh, the Piano Man. Drunk with the Piano Man. Yeah. So that's yep. uh, that's getting by this week. Um, All right. One more for you. We've got Where I Live. This is season one, episode four. My Fair Forward is the name of this episode. Uh, it starts off. Do it. We've got uh, Reggie. We've got Malcolm. We've got Doug. They're over at the basketball court, and they are claiming that they are the neighborhood champs, and uh, they're going to go play a game against, uh, I don't know, a rival three-man team. But turns out it seems, like, it seems like they play the same team every week. And honestly, after looking at the team they play, it was hard for me to believe that they are the reigning champions. Because they're the other a little undersized. Taller. Um, yeah. Look more like athletes. Yeah. And I mean, I was I was like, I don't believe that you lose every week to these guys. Now, they do have a new player, though. So we they don't do. know who their other player was, but they have replaced. I'm assuming their weakest link with Vonzilla, who you might remember. Who do you think their weakest link was? Like Mark from Step by Step? Could have or... been Mark from Step by Step. It could have been... Uh... It, was probably the, it was probably the two girls from Bells of Bleecker Street. That's what it was. They're, they're not too far away. Them. It could have been one yeah. of them or maybe both. Maybe they were just doing tips on the sideline the whole time. And I'm uh... just not sure how these guys lose to this, these three fools every week. Yeah, but they're not they're not planning on losing anymore. They've recruited Vonzilla from the coolest Vonzilla, club. She's back in New Jersey, the bouncer. You remember her. And she's on their team now. And Reggie does not want to play. He does not want to do anything where he might come in contact with Vonzilla because if you remember, Vonzilla really has the hots for Reggie and uh comes on to him real strong. I'm glad Vonzilla's back. Yeah, I like her too. Um so Reggie tries to get and out. If, of- you know, we got to fix this real quick. It's Von Zella. So I know we want to say oh, Von it's not Zella. Zilla. <laughs> no, because that we like that makes sense. But it's Von Zella. Is okay. Her name. So I'll, I want to make sure I we will get try. That. Do they try do they well. jokingly call her Von Zilla at the club? It's entirely club? possible, but her name is Von Zella. Okay. So Reggie's trying to get out of playing. Malcolm and Doug are like, we need you. Um, you're the only, you're our best player. We need you on this team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vonzella starts uh, feeling up Reggie. And uh, she's like, I hope you don't mind hand checking. And then uh, Reggie's I'm like, all over you, boy. help me. <laughs> so that's where we get up to the theme song. We come back from the theme. The basketball game is wrapping up. Vonzella makes the winning shot, wins it for the rival neighborhood. By grabbing team. Reggie's butt to get around him. She like grabs his butt to like throw him off and then goes up for the shot. Yeah, which Reggie does complain about, uh, saying it's a foul and uh saying that Vonzella groped him, but they're like, Oh, it's too late to call that now. Too late, Bob. We won. And uh now they have to buy pizza for the other team. Yep. That's it. And, and I think they're like, we want three pizzas each, please. Yeah. He's like, I, I need three pizzas. He's like, oh, no, that's just for me. And uh, Von Zella's like, oh, you don't know. I'll pay for my own pizza. It's my first time playing here. And uh, Reggie, uh, Tina comes over. Tina's uh, Reggie's new girl, right? Yep. Tina. Yeah, yeah. Tina shows up looking for Reggie. and Reggie gets out of Reggie. there as quick as he Pizza's possibly out. can. Leaves with Tina. Leaving... Uh, Malcolm and Doug to pay for the pizza for the other team all by themselves and uh, leaves Vonzella there to ask them uh, what's up with Reggie's girlfriend what is uh, what's Reggie into and uh, they tell her that well Reggie likes girls that are like Tina and you're not exactly like Tina and then uh, Vonzella kind of sadly leaves while uh, they're there buying pizza at this point Vonzella Uh, next scene we're at the stoop um 
Doug and Malcolm are complaining that they just spent 34 bucks on pizza. And then uh, Doug and Malcolm realize that they need to get Vonzilla to stop playing basketball. And uh, they think they have an idea. And this is when Reggie comes back to the stoop. Distract her with boys. Yeah. A find, boy. Find a dude for Vonzilla. Maybe she'll stop playing basketball. And uh, Reggie's kind of talking about how he's a little irritated by some things that Tina did recently on their date or something like that. And they're like, dump her, dump her right now, get rid of her, because <laughs> they're going to try to hook up Reggie and Vonzilla somehow, even though we know Reggie is the least interested in her. It's a, it's a long shot because, I mean, there's already the history. And, and, you know, if we were starting fresh, we might have a different situation, but that's not the case. Yeah, he's like, there's no way I'm going out with Vonzilla. And then they start calling him shadow, shallow for only dating attractive women. And uh, then uh, Tina comes back in at this point, too, I think. She does. So Tina comes up kind of behind them. And he's like, come on, Reggie, let's go. And there's a great line from Reggie where he's like, because he's like, am I shallow? I don't know. Am I shallow? Tina shows up. He runs after Tina. He's like, it's catching the kiddie pools, guys. And he's, <laughs> and he's out. But again, this is kind of yeah, thematically very similar to, to the story and getting by. So yeah, next scene, we go up to the apartment. Uh, Sharon is trying to sneak out. She's covering her face. She doesn't want her dad to see her for some reason, which we find out is because she's got a bunch of makeup on and her dad does not like it. Yes. Yeah. James is not happy. So um, Sharon uh, is told that she can't wear makeup. She's only 14 years old. It's his rules, that kind of thing. So she kind of like quietly goes back into her room while uh, leaving her mom and dad to talk about, uh, Sharon and her strategic plan to play the silent game with her father to eventually hopefully get what she wants. Yeah. And Marie is like, look, here's the deal. You're going to hate this. I know you think it's not going to be a big deal. I know you've never had to go through this before, but this is going to drive you insane. Yeah. And uh, then we've got a scene still in the apartment. Uh, Reggie's there. No, no, no. Uh, who's there? No, Doug's Malcolm there. And Doug. Malcolm's yep. there. And they've invited Vonzilla over to the apartment. And, uh, Particularly, um, they're trying to, uh, what Malcolm says, do a little tiny rework, which might get you into uh, the realm of what Reggie's looking for in a girl. Yeah, they want to give her a makeover. Give her a makeover. Um, but Vonzilla's like, uh, you know, I can catch any guy that I want anytime. And they're <laughs> like, like, can you? They're like, do you, do you believe that? And she's like, no. And then like, you get a big awe from the uh, audience at this point. Or um, said Vonzilla. They pick up a magazine off the table and show Vonzilla like the type of girl that uh, Tina, uh, well, not Tina, that Tina is and that Reggie wants. And uh, they're like, all you're missing is uh, some packaging. Let's get you some makeup on. And uh, of course. Well, well, there's this great piece where they're like, you've got the same thing as any woman in this catalog. You've got eyes and a nose. You've got legs. legs. Um, Of course, this is completely like, uh, well, not it's paralleling like what's going on with uh, with Sharon. Sharon wants to wear all this makeup and they're telling uh, Vonzilla that she needs to wear all this makeup while their dad is saying, no, Sharon, you don't need to be wearing all this. So Vonzilla is starting to like the idea, though. She thinks, all right, maybe I can give this uh, this makeover thing a try. So that's where we're at the next scene. Um, we're outside at the uh, pizza place again, which is right outside of the basketball court. They're talking about how they yeah, just right spent, down the street. They just spent sixty five bucks to uh, send Vonzilla to the uh, to the beauty salon, and at this point, too, uh, Vonzilla shows up, and she does look a little different. She's got makeup on. She's got uh, a new dress on. It's not. Yeah, it's like a 
blue, almost like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Like, yeah, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it the um, the type of dress that you might see Tina wearing. But I mean, for Vonzilla, it's definitely a change in maybe the direction that they think will work for Reggie. It is. It's a it's a bit of a glow up. Yeah, and they tell her she looks great, but uh, she's there for one reason. She's looking for Reggie. She um said they tell her like oh he'll be here we told him that he's gonna come and everything and she says well uh, I'm gonna get some pizza while I'm waiting and then they're like oh no 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 you can't have pizza um you can't have pizza because you need to eat a salad and because we're trying to uh, we're trying to create an image here and pizza isn't part of it you need to be like the other girls and just order a salad right right eat your salad while you're out and go eat all your all your heavy food at home. Yeah, because you need to adjust these things and adjust some other things if you want to pull Reggie. And then at this point, Reggie shows up and Tina is with him again. Is, is, wait, did I did I skip here? Hold on. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I got a little bit ahead of my notes. Yeah, this is where Tina shows up and she's like a little bit starts to feel a little bit jealous about uh, Von Zilla being all dressed up. And she's like. I want to go for a walk. Yeah, you know what, Reggie? I changed my mind. I don't want pizza. Let's go. Let's go for a nice romantic walk right in yes. Vonzilla's face. And uh, they go off. Vonzilla says that she feels stupid, and uh, Doug tells her, "You know what, Vonzilla? You need to forget Reggie. You deserve someone better." And then Vonzilla's eyes light up. She reaches her hand over. She grabs Doug's hand, starts to rub his arm. And uh, we see the problem that uh, Doug has dug himself into. <laughs> Doug has the cross crosshairs on him now. Um. So yeah, now she likes Doug. He tries to get away, uh, but Vonzilla gets very aggressive, throws him onto the table, and starts making out with him outside, right in front of this pizza place by the basketball courts. Right. I mean, just like hardcore making out on top of the table. Yep. Um, so then we skip probably some days later. Um, Doug is complaining to uh, Malcolm about Vonzilla saying she calls me all the time. She even brings me chickens because like they had made a joke about how she like kills her own dinner, like kills chickens, kills chickens. Uh, he, yeah. She's been bringing him some chickens and uh, Reggie walks over and has the news that Tina broke up with or he broke up with Tina, right? Or she broke no, up with Tina him. dumped him. Tina dumped him because. As he, Tina asked him if she was as attractive as Vanessa Williams, and he said that she was as attractive as Vanessa Williams. Yeah, and yeah. the problem was that uh, he waited too long to answer. Like, she broke up with him before right. he even got the answer, but that's what he was going to say. And then at this point, too, Kwanzi comes over. Kwanzi. Um, he's heard the news about Von Zilla and Doug being a thing. He starts to, uh, starts to talk about it, but uh, Doug runs him off to the side so he can't get out all this information. And then... Uh, Vonzilla comes over, and this is when uh, Doug takes Vonzilla off to be alone, off to the side. That's what happens. Yeah, because he, he he's doing the right thing now, which is talking to her to let her know that like, hey, I'm not interested. It's not going to happen. We need you need to chill. Yeah, and all uh, we we then hear a punch. We pan over to uh, Doug, who's been knocked out by Vonzilla, <laughs> who punched him in the face. He's barely uh, conscious. And, uh, yeah. That's... He's on the ground. He's, like, laid out on the ground. And, like, speaking, like, gibberish and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that maybe has settled that problem. I don't know. You said she's in multiple episodes, so I'm sure we'll see some more. Yeah, but, we'll uh, see. I don't, know what, I don't know what the future has. We go back to the apartments. Uh, 
Doug's dad is complaining to his mom about Sharon still pulling this whole silent treatment. And he says that, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm I, just I going to say complaining like he's it, it's gotten him just like mom said, like he is freaking out. It is too much. He cannot handle it. It is it is too much. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'm giving in. I'm just going to let her have some makeup. And his mom says, no, you can't. Uh, you can't give in. I mean, you made the right decision. This is the right thing to do. And uh, tells him that this thing, I mean, it usually lasts about a week. Uh, so you just got to hang in there. And then Sharon comes in, still giving her dad the silent treatment, ignoring him. Um, and he caves. <laughs> it's too <laughs> He's much. Like, it's like a little bit of makeup and, and a little bit of eyeshadow or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, you can have a little lipstick and just a drop of eyeshadow. And, she, yeah. and then Sharon's like, oh, daddy, I'm here. And then gives him a gives him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Doug gets home. Sharon tells him that this uh, guy that she liked, this is a little later. This isn't like right after this, I don't think, right? Because this is after she's been wearing makeup, I think. Because she, yeah. uh, she tells Doug that this guy that she liked um, was looking at another girl, and she's been trying everything. She tried the makeup. It didn't work. And Doug says, look, Sharon, um, you shouldn't have to compete with all these uh, other women. Just be yourself. And then she's like, you don't know anything. And that's kind of how they end this scene, right? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's Doug being a hypocrite saying you don't have to change yourself for a boy and yeah. him trying to change Vonzilla for Reggie. Uh, back at the b-ball courts, uh, another three on three game. Uh, it's the rematch for the neighborhood champions. And uh, it doesn't even get started. The guy's forfeit. Yeah. Um, they pay up they like grab the money like here's your pizza money and uh then one of vonzilla's teammates the like tall guy on their team he ends up asking out vonzilla on a date yeah and he's like it's just like do i need to do anything and he's like no why would you have to do anything i like you just the way you are should i go put on a dress no why would you do that just keep that what you got on it. that's perfect and uh i wrote so little here i can't even read it um once reggie to take her shopping well tina shows up and she's like he's like you're gonna are you going to take me shopping now? He's like, why would I take you shopping? We broke up. And she's like, no, you take me shopping and then we break up. Let's go. And he runs after her. Yeah, he follows And then there's her. a really good, there's a really good line here where Malcolm is like, do we learn something today? Like, yeah, Matt, it's Malcolm and Doug. And Malcolm's like, do we learn something today here, Doug? And Doug's like, I think we were supposed to, but no, I don't know what it was. And, and that's kind of the end of the episode. Right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good episode. Good week of shows. I'd say this. Yeah. Week. I got to say, so I've been working on, uh, we've got another new show coming up um, in a little bit. And I've been trying to go through, I have some of them on disc that I got. And I've been trying to see like what was on the disc versus that, that we still needed and, and whatnot. And there are like the clips on there. It's got the commercials. So it's like this, you know, this week or next week on uh, on where I live or this this uh -huh. next week on get, getting by. So it's got clips of them. And okay. the, ver the video quality on these are, are very good. Huh. Um, and seeing these shows with like high quality video, they look completely different. And yeah. they, they feel, they feel even like the five second clip. It's like, whoa, that looks like a real TGIF sitcom. Whereas like kind of what we're watching now is so bad. I almost yeah, think cause it's I'm like, sure like I'm where I 80s. live is probably really colorful. Like, and we kind of have like a doll version of it. it seems yeah. Like they, they both look, they both look so good and it, it really feels they it makes them feel different even in that short period of time and i wish wish we had better quality of those shows because i feel like we'd be getting a different experience than what we're getting not that i dislike them i, I like 
I, I like where I live a lot better than I like getting by so far, but um, I feel like we'd be getting a much different experience with these shows if we had yeah. a better quality. Um, so this is the point of the show where we rank. Oh, we forgot. Remember we were going to do something. What would the, the like smack talk of the week or something? <laughs> the, diss, the diss of the week or whatever. I feel like we did do were, it the last That was week. your plan. I was, I was following your lead. No, last week was the first week, wasn't it? Was or it? No? I feel like was it, it might, have been, might have been two weeks ago, but. I don't, oh, have, I don't have anything for this week. Maybe I'll try to bring it back. But uh, we are, we are going to rank the shows. I'll go first. Uh, number three, I've got Getting By this week. Number two, Where I Live. And number one, Family Matters was my favorite. Um, just like the whole strip club hiding stuff. It was pretty funny for me. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to say um, Getting By, Family Matters, Where I Live. Sure. I, 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 getting By, I'm just not really connecting with with the characters, especially with the the adults, Dolores and Kathy. I, I just can't get into it. Um, Family Matters to me, there was just a lot in the, like, a lot of filler in the episode that didn't mean anything. Like yeah. the opening didn't mean anything. The whole thing with Eddie didn't go anywhere. Like them, like having the guys come down and getting ready didn't was for no reason like they could have not had that and still had the interactions with steve and the and the girls there, there was just a lot that never was just didn't mean yeah, anything no, and i get that so that, that's why that, that's my rationale all right so one other thing we gotta do before we end the show is uh just remind you guys about all the stuff going on with galaxy con this weekend uh if you're watching or listening to this show the day it comes out it's friday tomorrow we are at galaxy con richmond saturday March the 25th, 7.15 p.m. Make sure you're there at uh, the fan panel room. I think that's what they're calling it. Fan panel room, yep. E24, which I believe, if it's the same as what was last year, is kind of like upstairs on the balcony side, I believe. Yeah, with the help of all you great listeners, we have created a list of the 16 best houses to uh, live in. Uh, those, I keep trying to like make sure that we have all this criteria right, and Travis is like, it doesn't need to be that difficult, but... Uh, what year are we talking about moving into these houses, Travis? That was the other thing I was trying to figure out. Are we moving into like, the present time or like the season finale happens, they move out of the house, we're moving in right then? Here's where I, here's what I want people to think. I want you to think as a as a listener, as somebody who's going to be in the audience, <laughs> it's like, I want to live in this house. Whatever that means to you in regards to time. Like, I want to live in this house as I know it, which is... Well, you know, I mean, like, is, that area of Chicago is a lot different back then than it was now. Sure, like a lot, That's sure. why I'm like, do are we moving in in the 90s or are we moving in now? I think we're moving in. I think we're kind of having a modern mindset about this. So, like, if you want to... Now. Think, as, yeah, so as far as location goes... So, like, Steve Urkel still lives next door to the Family Matters house. He's now... <laughs> see, six, this, is you like, over, this is you overthinking he's it. He's 50 this is years you old. It. He's 50 years old and not 17 years old. This is you overthinking it. That's why I need... So, no, no, just pick a time. I don't care. Now the or time, then. All right, look, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take the best of both worlds in my And then head. I'm going to tell you what I want to do. Modern time, but the characters, any characters that remain are from the character from their age in the show that they were in. So why, like you why get have teenage, both? <laughs> because it's cuz that's what people think. Like I think I want to live in Chicago. No, I think of the house as we see it on TV, not as the house of what if I would go drive over I there know, now but and Steve, see. It. Or, most Steve, people, you're th- you're, most people have not gone to these houses. Like Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The season finale the house, happens. They move out of the house. You move in. The house is like the house is. You, it should be about the house. It should be about the house and the location. When you start moving in things like time, then you're also like, well, what was Chicago like in the 90s? Like, that's not the important. That, part. No, like, I think that is important. I think that's very important. <laughs> it's not important. Like, do you want to live in this house or do you not want to live in this house? Do you want Steve Urkel as your neighbor or do you want Cody as the guy living in your driveway? So then we're doing 90s Do you want to live time. in Chicago doing or do you want to drive in LA? We're doing 90s time. 90s time. 90s time. Whatever. Whatever. Season finale happens. They move out. You move in. That's the deal. 
Sure. They leave, they leave all their furniture behind. They they forget comments that comment. They leave him at the house, and uh, Kimmy, Tom, I mean, Kimmy Gibbler is still 17, 20 years old or whatever, and still lives next door. Sure. That's what I'm going with. Sure. Sticking with it. It's recorded now. You're you're over you're way overthinking it. You're way overthinking it. If this is about if, feeling. This is about your feeling about the house, not about like. Is it when 20, I moved, 23, when I moved into the house that I lived in now, I considered outside things more than just the house itself. There were other things that needed to be considered. And I think I'm that's important. Saying, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that location is critical. I think that is a very important part. I think your neighbors are important. I think your neighborhood is important. But I think that you're getting too much caught up in other like the time doesn't matter like do like do you, chicago los angeles beach city country like those are the things that matter not like do you want to live in 1993 september chicago like like it just that's just too much let me it's say this much. let me say this we'll let you guys decide we're not the ones deciding this anyways Tra- i agree travis I agree. and i are going to be up on this table we're going to give you our ideas of why we would want to yes. live in these houses. And then in yes. the end, we're not making the decisions. You can think Correct. however you want to think, and you make the decision of which house is the one that you'd rather live in. I see, and that's the thing. You, you, that's all I want to see here is, hey, you audience, which one of these houses do you want to live in? Which of these houses would you prefer to In 1993. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, thanks to Deep Nightingale for the theme song this week. Uh, follow us, TGIF cast. Email us, us, email us, us, TGIFcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. Send in whatever you want. Uh, We'll be at GalaxyCon tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday. Come see us. 7.15 p.m. Perfectly pinned between Fantasy Cosplay Super Wrestling and the Cosplay Contest. You go to one, you go to us, you go to the other. It's a perfect night. And don't forget, there's cool guests there. There's the Boy Meets World people. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah, you can uh, have make a whole weekend out of it. I plan on going all three days. I've already decided, and uh, it's gonna be a fun weekend. We'll be walking around, even if even if you don't come to the panel. Well, come to the panel, come to the panel. But after the panel, if you want to talk to us, you'll find us around. You can come talk to us. And, probably better uh, to come. Probably find us beforehand. I'm not sure how long we're gonna be there after the panel. Yeah. Well, yeah. Later. I don't think I'm staying Saturday or Saturday night very late, but I'll be there Friday. I'll be there Sunday. I don't know when Travis. I think Travis is going at least Friday for a little while. I'll be there Friday. I doubt I'll be there Sunday. I'm bringing. Uh, I'm bringing the daughter up on Sunday. We're gonna go watch some wrestling. I think. You know, I don't know. I might. I might. I might bring Gabriel up there because my. I think my wife's going out of town that day, so we'll see. Perfect. All right. So we will see you uh, tomorrow in Richmond. Uh, If you need us, you know how to find us. And uh, it's going to be fun times. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. It's Friday night. Friday night.